Hello, online family. My name is Matthew Malik, and I'm the lead pastor here at Refuge. We are so incredibly glad that you chose to tune in to the Refuge official podcast today. We believe the message you are about to hear will inspire you in a very meaningful way. We believe the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work in your life. And we believe that you'll hear from him today. Please enjoy. Hey guys, I'm excited to talk to you today. I think I'm done with my joke spot right now. We're at Nehemiah, one of my most favorite book, I should say. I mean, most of the books in Bible are my favorite, but Nehemiah. I preached on this Nehemiah for more than seven, eight months in straight. Like every Sunday, every Friday, every Bible study. I got hooked into this book. This is one of my most favorite books. So you know how much I'm going to preach today. Because what I've been preaching for eight months, I'm going to condense together. I'm going to preach to you right now. <laughs> I have another friend um, who is a pastor in Milwaukee. And he's like me. He's an Indian, but he's very much Americanized Indian. So he sounds more American. So yesterday I was telling him the courage of Naima. I said, it's not courage, it's courage. I want to correct you, John. You know how, how, how hard it is when you get stuck with grammar Nazis and people who correct your pronunciation? Yeah, I'm very humbled, man, especially in America. People go, what do you say, John? The more I concentrate about saying it right, I'll ruin it. One time I went to have a dinner with an Italian friend. <clears throat> and uh, she said she was making crepes. I said it right. Wow. She was, she was making crepes. And she said, John, do you like to have crepes for dessert? I said, no, 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 I'll wait. So time went on. We kept talking. And finally, I wanted to eat the crepes. So this time, the more I thought about saying that crepes right, I ruined it. I looked at her and said, can we have that craps now? Guys, <laughs> it is so hard because your tongue is used to a whole different language. And now the more you concentrate, the more you're going to ruin it. But I'm going to work on it today. And he's my teacher, my friend in Milwaukee. As I said, he's an Indian, but he's more Americanized Indian. We call them the coconut generation. They are brown outside, but they're white inside. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm going, to, I'm going to start here with the calling of Nehemiah. One of the most important things about the life of Nehemiah is his calling. There was a calling in his life. You've you got to realize that we all have a calling. We all have something unique. We are not just created like that. We are created with a purpose. We are created for something unique. That's why we all don't look alike. We are not robots. God, God gave us, God gave us, God designed us with, with such details. You don't have to be like me. I don't have to be like you. But yeah, you got to aspire to be like me, but that's okay. But one of the most important things about the calling is very few activate their calling in their life. How do I activate my calling? How do you respond to the situation around you? Responsibility, here, here's, 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 here's the most important thing here. The responsibility is an expansion of responding to your ability, which, 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 which is very beautiful here, my friend. Now, many a times the enemy wants us to respond to the ability which is within us. But let me say this to you. No, you got to respond to the ability of Christ in you. Because it is not you who live. I, I, I love the statement that Pastor Matt made last week. He said something. The life in Christ is your new default. 
I loved it. The life in Christ. I went back home. I kept thinking about it. That I, it's no longer I who live, but the Christ in me. It is not a me. It is, the, it is the joy of the Lord. It's not just me. It is the resurrective power of Jesus Christ. It's not me, but there is a power that is residing inside of me. The moment I come to the realization, I have an awakening of my identity. The moment I have an awakening of my identity, I am activating what my God has called me to be. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, I've called you to be a light. We have enough darkness around us right now. As it is. We, 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 are in a, we are in a condition where, where people are dividing people. We live in a world where people are so polarized, angry, upset, hurt, broken. My friend, there is, God wants us to respond to it. There is something inside of us that can cure this world. There is something inside of us that can light up this world. There is something inside of us that can change the surroundings. There is something inside of us that can make a difference. There is something inside of us that can cause the change. Did I say cause the change? My friend, prophetic is not just knowing the future. Prophetic is causing the future. The spirit of the Lord dwells inside of you to make you cause the difference that is supposed to happen around you, my friend. You got to step out there and say, I've got a calling in my life. I've got to offer something to the people around me. I've got something to give. My friend, there's a calling inside of you. Nehemiah was awakened by it. And he has a compassion for people. Wow. Like Pastor Matt said, got heaters for the baptism pool. I said, that's Jesus. Compassion. My friend, everyone around us, Jesus responded with compassion. Jesus responded with love. Jesus just, do, just didn't look at things and say, you know what? He said, no, no, I want. I want to respond to the people around me. I want, I want to see people with love. I want to see people where they are at. I want to see the situation. When I saw Jerusalem was burnt, when I saw my people around me are broken, when I saw the lives are being broken, when I saw the things around me are not the way they're supposed to be, I want to step in. My friend, there are many people who have told you stories about going from the pit to the palace, but there are very few people who have stepped down from the palace to the pit to make a difference in the pit. I love that about Nehemiah. My friend, there are many people who can tell you stories about how much they have suffered and how much they have come up. But there are very few people who have the courage to step back into that pit and pull some more people from the pit and say, come on, I'm not going back to the palace without you. I'm going to take you with me. My friend, that's the kind of people that God is looking for. That's, that's Jesus. He said, he stooped down. I know where I've been. I've been in my father's house. I've been in the glories. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to step down. Come on, come on. I'm going to step down. I'm going to step into your mess. Come on, somebody. Oh, oh, I'm getting warmed up, man. Holy Spirit. Getting there, right? The calling of Nehemiah. But the next important thing, my friend, the courage of Nehemiah. Everyone say this with me, Courage. Said it right. <laughs> there is joy in the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Courage of Nehemiah. My friend, your courage comes from your identity. 
the most important thing that you need to know today. You need to identify yourself with the covenant. The first thing that Nehemiah says in Nehemiah chapter 1, you don't have to go there, but go back home and read Nehemiah. I read Nehemiah seven times this week. How many times? I don't prepare sermons from anywhere else. I will read the scripture again and again and again and again until I get something out of it. That's how it is. Keep reading it. Keep reading it. Keep reading it. When you go to Bible college, they teach you everything about Bible, but nothing in Bible. That's the truth. They teach you about the history. They teach you about the background. They teach you about the author. They te- but not the Bible. There are many people who go to the Bible college, come out without knowing the Bible. My friend, you need to read your Bible at least once a year. You've got to finish the Bible. You've got to do it. Because that is where our true identity is hidden. Nehemiah knew the word. He, this, is, this is the most important thing. You've know, you got to know the true Nehemiah. The Nehemiah, what the world will define him as. Nehemiah was a slave kid. He was a captive. Poor Nehemiah. We don't know what happened to his father. We don't know what happened to his mother. They were not treated fairly. Am I speaking something? Hey, there are many times people will tell you about the trauma that happened in your life. But you know what the word will tell you? I'm going to use your trauma and I'm going to bring you out into the identity of Christ. The pain, the hurts, the brokenness that you've been through. My friend, you no longer have to identify yourself with what happened in your past, in your family, in your, in your clan. You could be a man of difference. The enemy wants you to be a victim of it, my friend. Nehemiah was a foreigner. Ooh. My friend, I used to fight that problem. I started traveling when I was 20 years old. When you're in a new country with not enough money in your hand, it is the most humbling thing. You will feel like you're being abandoned. You're scared about everything. You are prejudiced about people. Oh, did I say that? Oh, wow. America is going through that right now. Prejudice. Everyone they see, they already put them in a box. Oh, they look brown. Oh, they look white. Oh, they're from the Midwest. Oh, oh, they're Republican. Oh, they are Democrats. Boxes. My friend, there's a scheme of the enemy. To divide people. You know, the more you put people in boxes, you're also putting yourself in a box that you're not realizing it. The problem with boxes is nothing goes out, nothing comes in. There are many times God wants to bless you through very unusual ways. Hey, you will be surprised that I'm blessed by all skin colors. And I like all currencies. You're Singaporean, I'll take a Singapore dollar. You're Malaysian, I'll take your ringy, mate. Or in Australia, oh yeah, dollars are good. <laughs> you're Middle East, somebody gives you drums, you take it. God wants to bless you. I want you to understand that if you are going to think, I'm a foreigner. Nehemiah could have said, I'm a captive. 
One of the one of the most important thing here is Nehemiah says, no, 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 no. I am not going to identify myself with where I'm at right now. I'm going to identify myself where I'm going to be. I'm going to identify myself with what I'm born to be. I'm going to be identifying myself with whom I'm created to be. I'm going to identify myself with the covenant that God has made with me. God has made a covenant. Come on, somebody. The first thing that Nehemiah says is, I have a covenant keeping God. 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 This covenant means something to me. Oh my God. He never identified himself with, 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 with what has gone wrong in his life. He's not a victim, my friend. Oh my friend. Oh my friend. Oh. Oh, I've been there. I'm a foreigner. Oh, I don't know whether my in-laws would like me. Who cares? <laughs> they have no choice. <laughs> my friend, how can you resist this goodness? You are so lovable. That many times you think of yourself that people are not going to like you. And then what happens is what you're having inside of you, you start causing it. Because you're already carrying the rejection. Oh my God. Oh, they might reject me. They might not like me. Maybe I don't. No, no, Nehemiah is a man who understood the favor of God. Because you can't become. You, no, 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 you got to understand. A slave cannot become an official of the king. Cupbearer is an office in the king's palace. Now, 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 from a slave boy, from a rejected boy, a boy with trauma, a boy with pain, a boy, I don't know what happened to my parents. I mean, my, my, my country was taken, my city was taken. I came here as a refuge. I came here as a slave. I came here as a nobody. But now I'm a cupbearer in the king's palace, my friend. I did not come here just like that because there was favor. Oh, my God. Oh, people would have looked at Nehemiah and said, Nehemiah, you don't look like one of us, do you? Nehemiah says, nah, I'm from India. <laughs> How did you get here? Divine plan of God. I didn't come here just like that. There was favor all along. My friend. I want you to understand this right now. There is favor of God in your life. The first thing you're going to understand is that it's a covenant. There is an identity and there is favor. Don't let people define you by your skin. Don't let people define you by your past. Don't let people define you by how you look. Don't let people tell you that you're too black or tall or short. Or too white too. Hey my friend. You got to remember one thing. I got a favor of God in my life. Hey, I'm on the second point right now. And I got to rush up. Okay, you guys have to rush up. Okay. Sometimes when you say amen, you also say rush up, John. And that's going to help me. Okay. I need that motivation. My friend. Now, this is, this is the most important thing. The courage of Nehemiah didn't mean that there was an absence of fear. But many people think courage means that there is courage means there is no there is no fear at all. No, 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 no. It is how about I learn to walk above that fear. If you if you if you read Nehemiah chapter two verse two verse one and two, 
Now it says like this two verse one and two. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but the sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. No, 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 no. Oh, the verse is here. I became, oh, 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 oh. Nehemiah was afraid. Esther is telling to Mordecai, I don't know whether I can go and stand in front of the king. My friend, you need to have a certain kind of fear. But you also need to understand why am I alive? I'm not going to let my fear cripple me. I'm going to take all that that I have and I'm going to face that. Come on, somebody. Some of you, even before you go for an interview, you reject yourself. Because you start, say, you start speaking things about you and you say, you know what, I'm afraid. No, 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 no. Fear is not a bad thing, my friend. Sometimes fear is a motivation. No, you got to grab it. You got to take it. No, I'm afraid. Mordecai is telling Esther, Esther, you're born for such a time as this. You can't let the fear hold you back. You only live once. Don't let the fear hold you back. It doesn't mean there was an absence of fear. But the cost that he carried was much bigger than the fear. Oh my God. That's like a pregnant mom. Oh, are you excited? I'm excited. Are you excited about the baby coming out? Yes and no. <laughs> oh, it's quite a damage. <laughs> but that fear is not going to let you keep that baby inside of you. Because <laughs> you want the baby out. My friends, some of us have a dream. We are pregnant with a dream. Delivering that is going to take some courage. Doesn't mean there isn't a fear, but there is, but there is more excitement coming. Come on, somebody. There is more joy coming out. Are you ready for the third one, baby? No, just... Hey, guys, you cut that on the live, okay? Hey, the next thing is most important. The connection of Nehemiah. Everyone say this is me, connection. Hey, without connection, we can't fulfill the plan of God in our life. God will weave us. He will connect us to the right people. But the many times we try to connect with people emotionally. You always connect to people with what you're carrying. I repeat again. That is why what you're carrying is so important. The many times you blame the people who left you. But do you also realize that you also moved up spiritually? There are times the people whom you are connected to earlier, you don't connect to them anymore because you are connected to them emotionally. But now you want to connect with people who have a vision. Now you want to connect with people who are spiritual. Now you want to connect with people who are strong in the inner self. Now you want to connect with people who will journey with you in an upward motion. Now you want to connect with people whom you can talk to the revelations about. Now you want to talk to people who, who can bring some life inside of you. My friend, connection happens. But not emotionally. That is a tie that you need to break in your life. There are some people who walked away from your life, but they tore a part of your life. There are people who just took, that, took, 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 took a part of you almost when they left you. They hurt you. They broke you. And they want to leave you crippled. My friend, you got to just wake up from there and say, I'm no longer connecting with people emotionally. I am going to make some good friends. A friends who are spiritually mature. Friends who, can, who know how and where they're walking. I want to connect with people who know who, where they're journeying. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. There are some friendships that you need to break. To brace the new ones. 
Hey, when you when your calling is calling you higher, you got to let go of the old skin. When your calling is calling you higher, you got to let go of the old skin. When your calling is calling you higher, you got to let go of the old skin. When you're letting go of the old skin, you might feel like you're stripped for a minute. Oh. Oh my God. When God told me I got to let go of certain relationships in my life, I was the most loneliest person. I used to sit there and cry, God, what am I doing? I had some people with me. Now I'm so alone. There are times you will walk through that lonely path. That doesn't mean God has created you to be a lone wolf. He will bring the right people. Everyone say with me, right people. Louder, louder, my friend, right people. Say one more time, right people. Oh my God. The Midwest folks give you most random advices. And sometimes they are, the, the, they are like golden words. One guy said like this. We are, we are herd animals. Humans are herd animals. I've never heard before. Oh, okay. Humans are herd animals. Wow. Wow. That's true, right? We are supposed to be in a herd. We are supposed to be in a crowd. Some of you will not understand me, but you keep listening to me, you'll understand me. <laughs> because I will come out with a different word later. Crowd. Everyone says to me, crowd. Oh, wow. Hey, some people tell you, I'm not a people person. No, you are. I repeat again. Some of you say, you know what? I'm very introvert. No, no, that's a lie. You are created to express. Everyone say this with me, express. My friend, one of the things about the Midwest culture that they have taught you how to suppress your needs. I want to be honest with you, my friend. The reason why many, many marriages fail is because people suppress what they're supposed to express. You need some expression. You need to express. God has created you to express. Everyone say this to me, express. Worship is an expression. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm getting too close to home, my friend. Don't talk about midweek, folks. I, then my mother-in-law will give me a call. My son, I heard you talking about me in the sermon. I get in trouble. Oh, yay. Everyone says this to me, connection. The devil wants you to be disconnected. One of the things about the enemy is, that's why we call them connect group. Everyone say connect group. Okay, slap yourself and say, I'm going to be in a connect group. I mean it. Because you don't know what divine connections can do to you in your life, my friend. There's favor coming in your life. There's, there's directions coming in your life. There's a path coming in your life. There's a vision coming in your life. But in connection, you got to understand one thing. Desperation and passion are two different things. I repeat again. Desperation and passion are two different things. You know, when I was very young in ministry, I thought I want to somehow fulfill my call. Fulfillment of call is not your, not, was not your part. Commitment is your part. Be committed to what God has called you to be. I repeat again, commitment is your part. All you got to do is just stay committed. Hey, do you realize that David was taking lunch for his brother? I repeat again. David was having a mundane Monday. But he was committed. Hey, hey, God has got some divine connections in your life. You will never know when that is going to happen, how that is going to happen. It might be a boring day that you're taking lunch for a friend. And there you meet Goliath and you say, I know the purpose for why I stand here. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hey, sometimes you might be sitting there and telling to yourself, you know what? I don't do much in my church. I just clean the church. I don't do much in the church. I just take and put the chair. You don't know, my friend, when you're just racking those chairs. You don't know, my friend, what you're doing. Just a normal thing, but you're committed to what you're doing. That is when the divine destiny comes and Oh, 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 my friend. David was taking lunch for his brothers. Oh, my God. He was an anointed man. You know what? One of my best conversations are my, with my motorcycle buddies. Yesterday I was hanging out with some of the friends. We were laying floors in a friend's house. And one of the guys asked me, John, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a pastor. He didn't believe me for a long time. I said, I'm a pastor. <laughs> for real what do you do i'm a pastor oh man come on man what do you do i'm a pastor so what kind of god this is i used to ride with fire nine the firefighters club my first uh, club was a firefighter club that's why i used to ride them with ride with and one day the president looked at me and said john they used to speak all kinds of bad words i mean i mean every other word was a bad word and one day he looked at me and said john what do you do man we always have you around. Listen, tell me what you do. I said, I'm a pastor. He goes, what? What God? Jesus. Hey, John, you don't look like one. Yeah, that's the best part. Because I don't want to. I don't want to look like one because then you'll put me in a generic one. Then you'll put me in a box. I don't want to. I don't want to fit into a box. I am here to serve. If I don't fit in and I have somewhere else I will fit in with people with tattoos, people with a rugged past, people with brokenness, people in the bar, people who are sipping a beer. I can sit with them and have the most genuine conversation of my life and let them know that Jesus loves them and I can take them out and baptize them. I want to be real out there, my friend. You have to be real. Connections happen. You don't, you don't have to look for them. You've got to be who you are. Connection happens. You don't have to change a thing. Connection happens. But you need to know. You don't have to be desperate. Be passionate. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, wow. Holy Spirit. One of the things I want to say this to you guys. Don't be a lone wolf. Some of you can be anointed but not connected. Some of you can be gifted but not connected. I repeat again, some of you are anointed but not connected. Some of you can be gifted and not connected. Be, be careful of those people, those lone wolves. Because they will form a new group called we. Whenever people say we, you got to be careful because they are trying to put you. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. God keep me in the place, Lord. Sometimes I get a little angry with such people. People just start a group. People will violate the chain of commands. Because what they're trying to do. That's exactly what Absalom did. He was creating his own kingdom within the kingdom. Be careful. Be, be, be careful, my friend. Sometimes you might end up doing it, but be, correct yourself. That's okay. Some of us will get astray a little bit. That's okay. But get yourself back on the track and say, no, 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 what? I think what is healthy, I want to do it the right way. Nehemiah never violated the chain of commands. Nehemiah knew how to connect with people. And one of the best things about Nehemiah was Nehemiah didn't say, I'm the governor. Hey, one of the things you do, like, Jesus never had his disciples under him. 
Jesus always had his disciples with him. You are never under somebody. You are with whom God has called you to be. My friend, my friend, my friend, you got to understand that your job description is not your value. Hey, your position is not your value. What you're doing for God, the value has been given from God. You are a son and daughter of the Most High. And that is your identity, my friend. And that is your call. There are times that you're doing something so small and people look at you. Is this what you do? Yeah, this is what I chose to do. It's not that I have to do, but this is what I chose to do. I repeat again, this is not what I have to do, but this is what I chose to do. Because my Jesus wrapped a towel around him because he was so secure about who he is in Father. He chose to wrap a towel around him and said, I am here to wash your feet. My friend, I'm not afraid to wash the feet because I know who I am in Christ. I am not afraid to wash the feet. I am not afraid to step down because I'm so secure. Oh, 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 I come from a culture where men don't do the work that women do. Yeah, chauvinistic culture, is that okay? Patriarchal. But my father used to help clean dishes for my mom. My father was a man who washed clothes with my mom. My father was a man who gave massage to my mom. That I knew there's no, no such thing as a man's job or a woman's job. As long as we are a team and we're going to get this done, we're going to get this done together. My friend, when you get secure, you don't violate people. When you're secure, you start building people. Oh my, my God, I'm right now getting into the message, my friend. This is my message after my time is out. Rush, I asked you guys to say Rush John. Did anybody say that to me? No, guys, you got to do that, okay? I promised Pastor Matt I will stick to it. But I also promised Pastor Matt that I will preach the message. So we got to keep going. I'm, I'm finishing now. Hey, my friend, the next important thing in the life of Nehemiah was crisis. Many of us want the glamour of the calling, but the moment we come to the crisis of the calling, we don't know how to handle it. But let me say this to you, crisis is a promotion in disguise. Hey, God is telling Joshua, Joshua, I am going to exalt you in front of the eyes of people, but you got to cross the Jordan. Like, God, can't you do that without me crossing the Jordan? Hey, there is a crossover. Crisis is a crossover. Some of us will come to a point where there's a raging river. Some of us will come to a point in our life. I don't know how to handle this. The most important thing, crisis is crucial in the plan of God. Because that's where you learn the tactics of the enemy. That's where you learn the schemes of the enemy. That's where you learn the patterns of the enemy. That's where you learn how the things have been done. And what you do is you will know all that he uses and you know how to maneuver through them. And that's when you become a leader, when you can take a people and lead them. If you have not, if you have not handled crisis, you can't lead people. Crisis is a promotion. Crisis is how the leadership develops. Crisis is a place where God wants to really rock that leadership. Come on. Oh God, that's not how I really talk when I go through crisis. 
Let me be honest with you. When I'm going through crisis, my wife knows. When I go through crisis, my greatest crisis is not eating sugar. And staying on time in my sermon. <laughs> and pronouncing the English right. <laughs> my wife knows when I'm in crisis. Because I'll start walking around the kitchen looking for snacks. What I'm, suppo- what I'm not supposed to eat. What is not in my diet. Because my anxiety. Oh, oh talking about crisis. Oh my God. But let me say this to you, my friend. The first thing that in crisis is discouragement. The enemy wants to discourage you. The greatest attack the enemy brings against you is discouragement. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 2. When he asked, and he spoke before his brethren, the army of Samaria, and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Everyone say feeble. feeble. My friend, when the enemy tells you you're weak, take it as a compliment. I repeat again. When the enemy tells you you're weak, take it as a compliment. Oh, when the enemy came and told Sarah, Sarah, you're too old to have a baby. Sarah smiled. <laughs> Come on. Hello? Hello? Hey, sometimes the enemy wants to tell you things that attacks you too personally. The area that you're already worried about. Like someone coming and telling me, John, if only you had this hairstyle. It's pretty personal, my friends. You got to understand that here. But the enemy wants to attack you in a place where mm, I'm feeling a little insecure there. And he tells you exactly the same thing. David's brother looked at David and said, where is the few sheep that you have? He was about to face Goliath. The first thing he, he encounters is discouragement. His brother is putting him in place. Yeah, there are times that people will try to put you in place. People will try to say things to you which hurts you the most. Feeble Jews. Oh, I know you, you've been through a war. You've been through trauma. You've been through a burnt situation. You've been through a broken marriage. You've been through a crisis. You've been through a problem. I know your past. You are not that hard. You, you can't. No, 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 no. That is when you need to know the enemy is getting disturbed because you're up to something. When the enemy comes against you, oh my God, that is when you got to know, my friend. That is when. Hallelujah. Oh God. Feeble. The, 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 the trick of the enemy is first he, he attacks the messenger, then he attacks the message. The reason why he's attacking you, because you carry something. My God, you, my, my God. The reason why he's attacking you is because you're carrying something. You're carrying something that is threatening him. You're carrying something that is going to shake his kingdom. You're carrying something that is going to change, that is going to shake his life. You're carrying something, my friend, that is very, 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 very crucial. My friend, look at this. Look at this. He attacks the messenger and then the message. Hey, my friend, here's something you got to understand that. Remember what God has accomplished thus far. Everyone say, God has accomplished thus far. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6. Hey guys, hey guys, Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6. So we built the wall. The entire wall was joined up half its height and the people had the mind to work. Everyone say this with me, mind to work. Everyone say this with me, half its height. One more time, half its height. One more time, half its height. My friend, this is something very, very crucial. The, the second attack of your life will happen when you're almost coming to a finishing. Because now you're somewhere. The enemy would like to attack you when you're beginning. And then he likes to attack you when you're somewhere there. Because he knows now, the first thing he said was you can't build. But now you're seeing you build. 
I like that I like the next verse. I like the next verse. We're going to go to the next verse. It's even more better. It's verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 7. Hey, now what happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites? Now you got you got to see something very clearly here, my friend. Nehemiah chapter 2, the beginning of Nehemiah chapter 2, Nehemiah writes about two enemies. The end of Nehemiah chapter 2, Nehemiah writes about three enemies. In Nehemiah chapter 4, Nehemiah writes about five enemies. In Nehemiah chapter 6, the Nehemiah writes about several enemies. Opposition is a part of vision. I repeat, I repeat again, opposition. There are people plotting against you, coming against you, scheming against you. My friend, that's the crisis you need to learn. How are you going to handle it? I like that I like this part I like this part now what the enemy is trying to do the enemy is trying to create confusion you know one of the things the enemy tries to work in the church is confusion now read the next verse read the next verse 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 8 name chapter 4 verse 8 oh wow oh wow look at this look at this and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create what one more time create what one more time create what my friend You got to understand something. The enemy is about creating confusion because confusion hinders your progress. Some of you are stuck in this place without knowing which way to make a decision. Some of you are in this place like like a stuck in a place and you're like god, my friend, that's when you need to know one thing. Maybe I don't know where I'm going, but I know what I'm made of. I repeat again, maybe I don't know where I'm going, but I know what I'm made of. I repeat again, maybe I don't know where I'm going, but I know what I'm made of. I am born of God. Come on somebody. The situations cannot limit you, my friend. Everyone say this with me, confusion. And now you say this with me, clarity. One more time, clarity. God did not give us the spirit of fear. God did not give us the spirit but he has given us a sound mind but he has given us a sound mind my friend the enemy wants to attack you in your mind because this is where many great dreams starts happening the enemy wants to stop you in a place where you're incubating your dreams he wants to stop you in a place where you're really building something for God and God wants you to stay right there put your hands to work everyone say this with me work when you're halfway there it is time to consult with a coach I repeat again whenever a game is in halfway because now is the turning point now is the now now now, now is when it's going to get exciting right now right now the sermon is going to get exciting Holy Spirit this is when the Holy Spirit hits you you've been playing by yourself now suddenly stop the game come to the coach who's my coach Holy Spirit is my coach come on somebody hey some of us might feel lost when you're almost halfway there that's an attack because he wants you to disregard everything that God has been doing so far there are times you know what when you're moving from one skin to another in every level of calling there is a level of stripping there is a level of humbling there's a level of becoming nothing to becoming something that God wants you to be when sometimes you are in the right in between when you're right in between When you're halfway there the enemy tells you you're not a good mom. What? You're not a good father. What? You're not an effective leader. What? Because he wants you to see the half empty glass 
but that's not how you see you will see what god has accomplished thus far there are times that nobody has yet seen what you've been building like noah only your family knows what you're building sometimes it is just you and your family know what god is building through you the people don't give you credit sometimes people disregard you sometimes people just despise you sometimes people speak down on you my friend you got to know what you're building when the flood comes come on somebody we are halfway there holy spirit know your purpose my friend know your purpose right now the most important thing i like this verse i like this verse name chapter holy spirit name chapter 2 verse 13 for abasha so four verse 13 four verse 13 he positioned men behind the lower parts of the world Holy Spirit. My friend, I want you to put your hands straight up here to this verse. I want you to pray on this verse right now. Because there are many spectators in the church. There are many people say I like to go to church. No, no. I want you to be positioned, my friend. God wants you to engage in what he has has for you. God wants you to connect. God wants you to be a part. God wants you to be in there. God doesn't want you to be a spectator because God is not despising you. God is seeing a potential inside of you. Sometimes people will see the size of you, but God sees the potential inside of you. My friend, God wants you to be positioned. Everyone say this with me. Position. One more time, position. One more time, position. One more time, position. There are many people who are willing to do something for God because there is a glamour in the ministry. But there are very few people who are ready to be positioned in the lowest part of the wall. They are ready to be positioned when no one can see them. They are ready to be positioned. I am out of the light. You can hardly see me. But I am willing to be positioned there. My friend, I have been coming to the refuge for one year. But never once have approached Pastor Matt and said, "Can you give me the pulpit?" Never once. You can ask Pastor Matt. Have I ever approached him with an idea of grabbing this, of seizing an opportunity? God knows your heart. You be willing to be positioned in the lowest part of the wall. a time will come god will position you because he does not light the lamp and put it under the cot he does not light the lamp and cover it with the basket he does not light the lamp and keep it hidden he will light the lamp and put it on a post that the light will reach the oh, ma, 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 ma. but you got to be ready to be positioned my friend There are many people who say you know what I want to do ministry but are you ready to be positioned can I give you something that you will be committed to something so simple like taking lunch to your brother close your eyes with me my friend oh the church is looking for some reliable people hey some want to be a glamorous husband are you ready to be positioned as a father a leader of a family Are you are you ready to be positioned my friend? But nobody sees you, but nobody knows you. Are you ready to be positioned my friend? Reliable people. Kingdom seeking for them, reliable people. My friend, I want to pray for you right now. If you're going through confusion, you're going through an attack. 
The enemy is conspiring against you. I want to say this to you, my friend. This is a stepping stone. This is a promotion ground. This is an opportunity. This is a moment of glory. This is a moment that God is bringing your enemies to nothing. God will frustrate your enemies, my friend. Hey, hey, God is bringing the plot of the enemy to nothing. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Rabba Shantan Kaba Nehemiah writes like this. God brought their plot to nothing. And Job writes like this. God frustrates his enemies. Close your eyes with me, my friend. If you're going through something in your life, you're going through a problem in your life, you're going through a confusion in your life, you're going through an attack in your life, put your hands together or stand up in your seats right now. If you want to respond to this word, I'm going to pray for you right now. There is a power in responding to the word. Just stand up in your places wherever you're at right now. And if God is leading you to engage into this word, my friend, the enemy is trying to take you because there is something so valuable in your life. There's something that God is building through you. Get engaged, my friend. Get connected. Don't be a spectator in the church. Don't just come and go. Come get connected. Come into it. The enemy wants you to be emotional. You can't make a rational decision when you're emotional. And that's why the enemy wants to stir your emotions. That's why the enemy wants to cast the hurt, make you bleed, make you lick your wounds. Now this is when you say, I got to focus. I got to focus on what my God is building in me. You are a good mom. You are a great mom. You are a good father. You're a good husband. You're a good leader. You're a good son. You're amazing. Let me say this to you. You did not come this far to fail. God has set you up for glory. God has set you up for glory. Even when he chose you in your mother's womb, he said glory. When he chose you from the pits of the miry clay, he said glory. When he saw you in trauma, he said glory. My friend, God is speaking glory over you right now. Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for every person who's standing up here, Lord, who's responding to the word right now, Father. I speak this, Father, that you will frustrate the works of the enemy in their life, Lord. And you will just, you will position them. Position them in your will, Father. Hey, if you've been battling things in your life, but you don't know Jesus, Here's an opportunity for you, my friend. Receive Jesus into your life right now. Because that is the light that has come to make any man shine. When Jesus comes into your life, you start shining. When Jesus comes into your life, life starts changing. When Jesus comes into your life, you get a vision. When Jesus comes into your life, you get a position. When Jesus comes into your life, you get the connection. When Jesus comes into your life, you get the clarity. When Jesus comes into your life, the confusion starts moving. When Jesus comes into your life, you are progressing, my friend. Because you are set on a trajectory that God is launching you into glory. Put your hands together and give glory to the Lord, my friend. Give glory to the Lord. 
Thank you so much again for tuning in to the Refuge Official Podcast. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to receive from the Lord today. If you chose to give your life to Jesus today or would like to find more of our content, we would love for you to get connected with us on our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing week.